Socialism. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Say they We're in a dimly lit room, it's dimly lit on purpose. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Co-general managers, Lara Logan and Alex Jones. Wow, are they getting engaged or something? Mm, or? Well, that's the rumor. No, we've, uh, number one, uh, we uh, recorded our big long-form podcast with uh, fabulous Lara Logan of CBS News. Just yesterday, we'll be playing you some fabulous clips and posting that uh, in just moments. Uh, and the, what, Did she ask about me? Uh, sure. And uh, Alex Jones in the news, banned from various social media platforms, not banned from others. And the debate has begun in earnest about social media and free speech and publishing and, and who's in charge and the rest of it. Yeah, Twitter holding firm on, no, we're going to let people say pretty much whatever they want to say. Um, it's It's complicated. It's complicated. It is, but the one thing I can guarantee you is that if you give, and you know, I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but if you give the social media giants the power to censor, they will do it terribly. Right, right. As you mentioned yesterday, Louis Farrakhan has a Facebook page. Right. Which is uh, unbelievable. Well, they have the power to censor. It's their company. They sure. get to. There are some who disagree with that point of view, and that's where it gets a little complicated. Um, in corporatist America, <clears throat> is corporate censorship government censorship? One theorem I was uh, reading. Share that with you. I'm not sure I buy it, but it's an interesting thought anyway. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. He hasn't been banned on anything. It's our board operator, Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. You know, I was driving home yesterday, and so I get to a crosswalk, and there's a mom and her cute little five-year-old, and she's holding his hand and walking across the crosswalk, and I'm sitting there waiting, and I notice this kid has these shoes, and they're, you know, they got little lights on them. And yeah. They're, they're, oh, yeah. Yeah, real cute, and so... I just blasted my horn, and then the mom gave me this dirty look, and I said, "Don't worry, I'm not honking at the kid. I'm honking at the shoes." And then <laughs> I drove at off. Those you know? shoes. <laughs> yes, and I just drove off. Yeah. Nice. Thank so, you very much. Running reset. theme on the show. Yes, yeah. if you were listening I'll yesterday. I'll honk at something else tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> still mystified as to what that old man was attempting to convey to me. Michael, you figure prominently in mailbag. Stay tuned for that. Oh, awesome. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, TV watching update. The show Succession wrapped up uh, this past weekend on HBO. If you have access to the HBO, I give that show my highest recommendation. It's fantastic. I do have HBO, and do you know why? Uh, the, wait, 
The Sopranos, right? It was something yes, from because the 90s. I, because I bought it to watch The Sopranos <laughs> yeah. and haven't gotten around to canceling it. Did you, Joe! Did you add, have you watched all the episodes of The Sopranos? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. Several times. Um, but I haven't watched much since it went off the air 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But as one window closes, a door opens or something, as, as Succession left, Better Call Saul is back on the air uh, yes! on the AMC channel. Um, I'm actually buying the episodes individually af- off of Amazon because that is one of the blind spots of my cable cutting. I don't have a access to AMC. So what's it cost to buy an episode of Better Call Saul? Two bucks. Two bucks. Three bucks if you want the HD. Jeez, that's a that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I feel yeah, it's a show that I love. It's so you know, it's a big part of my purchasing thing is just support the things that you want, so then they will make well, more of plus, those things. With a third of a beer at a bar, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's so it, it seems uh, once I figured that out, I was like, all right, perfect. This this will work just fine. And oh man, I forgot how great that show is and how much I love yeah, it. I, that's one I have watched, and it is very, very good. Uh, Marshall Phillips does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing all right. I had another one of those nail biter morning commutes, driving in on fumes, turkeys or transients. <laughs> no, no, driving in on fumes. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Failure to plan. No, 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 no. I look at it as a challenge. Part of me says, you know, get off the freeway and get gas. And the other says, nah, let's go for it. (laughs) So I manned up. How low were you? Pardon me? Was it below E? Uh, All I I know is my gas icon, you know, you got the little gas pump icon. Well, it got brighter and brighter. Well, when did it come on? Did it come on today or yesterday? No, it came on as I was leaving my house ah, this morning. You can go thirty miles with that. Oh, I don't know. It was starting to. Fl- it was starting to flash. You know. Oh, the flash. It's rarely seen. Oh, yeah. No, that right. means you still got another fifty miles. Yeah. <laughs> means it the fun's just begun. <laughs> anyway, the bottom line is, I manned up and I went for it, and I made it to the radio ranch. Wow. Heart pounding, a little bit of sweat. You know. Oh, man, that's that's a great sequel to that terrifying turkey story. You know what old timey <laughs> farmer type people say if you. Yeah. Uh, if you run out of gas, why don't you drive around on the top half for a while? Which uh, took me a long time to figure out what that meant. But if you're always running around on like close to empty, right. how about you fill up half your tank and always run around close to half full? Mm. What's oh, the I difference? Mm. You know, if you're going to keep it in one spot. I see. Um, my wife does that. She she won't let her gas gauge get below like three quarters without really? stopping at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow! And I always remember I ran out of gas once in college, and my and my college roommate who was twenty five, so we saw him as he knows everything. Oh yeah, a twenty five year old. He's been out in the world. He right. was in the army. He knows everything. The wizened elder. Yeah, the village elder. He said to me, Jack, only an idiot runs out of gas. Yeah, which really <laughs> stuck in my head you because know, it's I'm... true. <laughs> I love eloquence, a well-turned phrase, but sometimes simplicity is best. Only an idiot runs out of gas. (laughs) It stung, but it was true. You know the other thing, too, though. The one exception being uh, the time my beautiful... Yeah. And wonderful wife ran out of gas. That was entirely circumstances stacking up against you, honey. <laughs> exactly. The only other thing I was going to add, though, is see, I'm a lot, I'm a lot braver because I got AAA. I mean, I run out of gas. I just get on the smartphone and, there and you call go, AAA. Huh? So. And then they couldn't call you an idiot. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, some idiot ran out of gas. Quit <laughs> being an idiot. Right. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, August 9th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Good to hear that clip again, Michael. It's been too long. That would be a good like <laughs> survey, and you might have to let people be anonymous to get honest answers. How old are you, and how many times have you run out of gas in your life? I would just like to know. Uh, 
I'd be interested in knowing. I never have. Never once, once. in your life. Oh, no, what? I do believe my car shut down once rolling into a gas station, which, close. which is the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. I've run yeah. on gas on a motorcycle several times yeah. because they either don't have gauges, they don't work, right. and you only have three gallons to start with. Right. So it's a little easier, <laughs> yeah. but still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's different. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, our gas tank is full of outrage. And then energy to discuss the matters of the day. So here we go at Mark. What puts us in such a tough spot? If Sessions won't unrefuse and Mueller won't clear the president, we're the only one. Um, I, you'll have to tell me what that was. I'm, oh. I'm, on, I'm listening to AM radio as I drive under a bridge. I couldn't tell what that was. That is uh, some secret recordings of one Devin Nunes. Nunes? Nunes. Yeah. Uh, uh, talking yeah. about the how they, I believe Congress, is the last line of defense for uh, President Trump because other people won't do it. So this is just uh, some of the leaked audio of Nunes discussing uh, President Trump. There's other audio of his tweets. So the last line of defense of what? Against what? Impeachment. Or against keeping no the last line of defense for keeping Trump in office, I guess. It's interesting. I see one of the quotes is here: "If we do not keep the majority, all of this goes away." All of what goes away? The whole impeachment talk, or well, we'll have to dig into that more. Uh, What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, we got an arrest made in the California wildfires. The U.S. has targeted Russia, and Omarosa's got the tapes. Coming up minutes from now. Amarosa has tapes. Yes, those are different tapes on her boss, <laughs> on the Trump, her former boss, yes. Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Whatever, whatever. I don't believe it. Secret tapes in the news today. I don't know. Everybody tapes everything now, either on their cell phone yep. or something. There's no such thing as a private meeting Dude. ever with anyone. Keep that in mind. Oh man, I don't care if it's pillow talk with your wife on a Friday night. You think she's she's recording taping that? it? What? Cohen's under your bed. Oh, boy. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> that feels good. Okay. Says who? S- says my wife. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. It references uh, Michael, as we uh, mentioned moments ago. Covers a lot of ground, though. A lot yeah. of ground. We'll have to move swiftly. Yeah. We talked for like an hour with Laura Logan about Afghanistan wow. and terrorism and stuff like that, and it was really interesting. We'll have to hit you with some of the highlights later in the program. Oh, yeah, we will indeed. Great chat. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Oscars last year is an embarrassment and lowest rated ever, and it keeps going down every year, and they made a bunch of changes, as Sean mentioned uh, at the end of the show yesterday. I think I swore never to watch again after last year. Well, I think... Somebody needs to check the tape. I think they realize a lot of people felt that way, and um, so they're making some changes, which this USA Today critic says are all cringeworthy. Oh, yes. Maybe we'll have to go through those, because that sounds fun. Their cringe is my smile. Yeah, exactly. Plus, Dianne Feinstein... (laughs) Pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, excuse me, clearing my throat. You don't usually hear that on the radio. Uh, and Feinstein harbors Chinese spy for 20 years. Stay with us. China. Is it time for her to be hauled up on charges? No, according to virtually everybody. 
But still, we'll ask the question. Yeah, but Stay still. Stay with us. Yeah, but, yeah, but, mailbag. Yep, yep. We're restructuring mailbag a little bit today. We're going to have a freedom-loving quote of the day in the middle of it. I'll explain why, because it all flows from there. Okay, gotcha. It flows. There's a nice note from Ed. Out of town, Washington, D.C. this week, catching up on the uh, show via podcast. Just listen to Tuesday's show where you guys discuss the reasons why the California fires have been so fierce and destructive in recent years. Your show provided me the most balanced and reasoned discussion of the fires that I have heard anywhere. Thank you, Ed. That's kind of what we're going for. Nice of you to take a moment to say something so nice. Again, I'm not sure that's the best way to get uh, ultimate listenership. Nobody else. Certainly not. Nobody else seems to think that's a good idea. No. No. But we're too stubborn to change. Michael is going to kill someone with his zingers. (laughs) Right. Jay from Michigan. We already have a national show. Nice zinger. Going home, listening to you guys, segment you were talking about the cheerleaders, and uh, Michael popped off of how uh, instead of cheerleading uh, during halftime, they should do cooking segments. <laughs> Damn near killed me. I was chugging down my protein drink with Michael popping off. Yeah. Well, I started hacking, coughing, choking on almond milk and spit it all over my windshield. Thanks a lot, Michael. Now my truck smells like chocolate and almond milk. That's that's funny. My wife had me taste chocolate almond milk just yesterday. She said, taste this. I'm not going to let you look at the label. I want you to taste it. I like it. It was delicious. She yeah. puts it in her coffee. Oh. Really good. Y'all keep what, doing what you're doing. That's Jay from Michigan. You I wonder if that's it, a hot thing right now, chocolate almond milk. See, it could I, be I know a... almond milk is, and there was some scandal that there's not enough almond in there. <laughs> or Oh, no, the, the milk producers of America have demanded they stop calling it milk, because it is in no sense milk. I, uh... Almond joy's got nuts, mounds don't, because. Wow. Anyway, um, I, uh, I, I, I don't care. Does anybody almonds? think almonds have nipples and they're well, milk it, in them? I think it's lactating I think it's, almonds. I, I think it's this. It sounds like a healthy thing. And is there any health related to this whatsoever, or is it just a different sweet thing we're drinking? And you think the word "milk" is uh, powerful? Word, I think the word "almond" that. is powerful in suggesting mm. that. And if there's no almond in it, then well, I think there is almond. I think the controversy I was thinking about was the milk thing. Oh, okay. come to think of it. I don't know how much milk's in there. Uh, there's no milk in there. It's damn sugary, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, moving along, here's your uh, freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by Bob in beautiful San Ramon, California. It's from Winston Churchill. Perhaps you've heard of him. Uh, often uh, often quoted on uh, the topic of socialism. I heard my favorite Winston Churchill zinger the other day. I'll hit you with that right after this. It's up to you. I'll Wouldn't always you, take a Winnie Churchill zinger. Do you want it? Do you want deep and powerful first? And Zinger next, or the Vice? Wow. Why don't we ease into it with your Zinger? (laughs) I I don't think I've ever heard this one before. So somebody who worked for him said to to Winston Churchill, you know, I've never told you about my grandparents. And Winston Churchill said, and I can't thank you enough. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. (laughs) That's beautiful. That is beautiful. (laughs) I got to remember that one. So I've I, never told you about my Uncle Ed, you know, and I can't thank you enough. Right. Uh, Winston Churchill said, socialism is a philosophy of failure, a creed of ignorance, and the gospel of envy. Its inherent virtue is the equal sharing of misery. And uh, it's interesting that he should send that along because uh, Ben the Libertarian's been sending along these Latin phrases that he likes. And I'll share them with you now and again. Igpe atenle? No, the regular kind. Um, argumentum ad lazarum. Latin for appeal to poverty, the informal fallacy of thinking a conclusion is correct based solely because the speaker is poor. 
or it is incorrect because the speaker is rich. It's named after Lazarus, a beggar in the New Testament parable, etc. Wow, you know, and you do see that a lot. But like I need another example. Human nature hasn't changed a bit in however many thousands of years since that phrase came about. Um, just the tendency to want to believe, well, he's poor, so he must be right about this. He's and honorable. Rich. You can't trust that guy. And dishonorable. All right. Exactly. Uh, Jay from the Killing Fields of Salinas. <clears throat> um, heard you guys talking about disincentives to work. Here's my experience, and this is what I was talking about flowing. I think this is a beautiful example of the mismanagement of the redistribution of income. I'm a married 73-year-old retired general contractor. My wife is 64 and does not collect uh, Social Security. Our income is from my Social Security, disability from the VA, and payments from IRA mandatory contributions. Our taxable income is pretty low, so my wife gets a very large subsidy for her covered California health care plan. I was recently offered a job that would earn me about 65 grand a year. I thought this would be great, but not after sitting down and doing the math. My total income would rise to about $97,000 a year. Which I think me, you, and everybody's thinking, how could that not be good? Well, since I would have no business deductions to speak of, I would be in the 45% tax bracket. 30% plus 15% self-employment tax, because how dare you? And my wife's insurance cost would rise to $1,600 a month compared to $190 a month we presently pay. That's a big difference. It's easy to see why I had to turn the job down. I didn't redo his math, but I assume it's correct. Anyway... 2 and 0. It's actually 0 and 2. Anyway, 0 and 2. You know, every, I'll just say this and then move along. Every single bipartisan respected commission that is appointed to study taxation, state or federal, says the same thing. Broaden and flatten the tax base. It has a number of advantages, including it makes people much more concerned with how their government is behaving and spending their money. But more importantly than that, there's no disincentive to production for anybody. There are no, I'm sorry, was that Ed? There are no Eds in that, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jay. There are no Jays in that situation <clears throat> because you don't have a guy. He's 73 years old. He's not making any money. He gets a, offered a gig and he can't take it because it would just kill him. Financially. And that would help eliminate the least popular Cheers character, Will Faircliff. Mm. Wow. Wow. Really doing a lot of looking back to yesterday's show today. I well, hate nostalgia. It's a it reminder. used to be better than it is. It's a reminder you got to listen every day. Or you just you lose your spot in line, you can't understand it. That's right. Andrew pointing out that my moving company, I was illustrating a point and uh, said, I'm going to open up a moving company called Joe's Careful With Your Junk Movers. Andrew says, that'd be a great name for a massage parlor as well. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, anyway, Owen, too. <laughs> on. That's, uh... Anyway, Owen oh 2. Thanks, Vin. <laughs> uh, on the topic of waiting for medical care, uh, I was advised to wait until I couldn't stand my situation anymore, then get surgery. I call the surgeon. He says, Great, I can see you in January. Just for the additional how de do. Never mind actually getting the job done. So my hips are fine. It seems like I ought to call and make an appointment just in case. Exactly, yeah. We can pencil you in 2028. When I was in college as a voice major, I was having throat issues, writes uh, Mellon, and my primary referred me to an ENT. They said, mm, we can say hello to you in about four to five months. I told them, I'll be well or dead by then. A little dramatic, yes, but I felt better. <laughs> I'll be well or dead. That's a good line. Well, let's hope for well. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> or we'll see you next February for your sore throat. <laughs>
<laughs> wow. Uh, Marshall's News coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, some media are calling her the most entitled woman in the world. Some uh, hottie woman in her early 30s got arrested for a DUI and then explains to the police why she shouldn't be in trouble. And uh, it's making the rounds. And I don't know. Joe wants to play clips of it. I'm, I think it's extrajudicial punishment for people. We haven't decided that you should be nationally humiliated for this crime. But You know, that's a valid point. Uh, on the other hand, it's hilarious. <laughs> so, maybe we'll play some of that later. Right now, let's get to the serious news with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Crews are beginning to get more control over the two fires forming the Mendocino Complex fire that's burned over 300,000 acres in Northern California. Even with containment going up, the crews say they're not going to have it completely surrounded until September. You know, it's not a minor point that somebody at some point decided to call it the biggest fire in California and then that people that follow the rules for this sort of thing... Say that if you have two origins, it's two different fires. You can't call it one fire. But now that it's caught on nationally as the biggest fire, it's being used over and over again as a point of argument for, see, we've got to do something about global warming. That was not an accident. I know. I know. That was not an accident. And it just just helps your argument a lot more. If you get up there and say, and they've got the sixth and twelfth largest fires in California. That doesn't, nobody gets that. Doesn't get anybody's attention. But biggest fire ever, clearly something has gone wrong. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We get, just got to watch out for that sort of thing. In Southern California, police have arrested a man for starting the holy fire burning southeast of Santa Ana. The 51-year-old was reportedly angry with neighbors and had written an email saying, This place will burn just oh, last boy. week. Wow. He reportedly has lived for a decade in a cabin in Holy Jim Canyon, the only one of 14 structures in the area left standing. Orange County Supervisor Todd Spitzer saying, uh, talking about the subject. This is a monster. Who would go out with low humidity and high wind and the highest heat temperatures this time of the year and intentionally I'll tell set you, the I'll tell you who, fire. as I cut that off, I'll tell you who would do that. A person who wants to hear you say that on the radio. We're going to do the same thing to people starting fires that we did to school shooters if we play that crap and talk about their names. You know what that guy wants? Who would go out in a dry area? He, a guy who wants a bunch of negative attention... And wants his picture on television and for us to all hear how he's been slighted in life. Mm. We could turn this into another school shooting thing where people think, hey, here's how I'll get on TV. Uh oh. That'd be a bad thing because it'd be easy to do all over the country. The Kremlin has denounced new U.S. sanctions against Russia over the poisoning of that ex Russian spy as a breach of international law. The sanctions are blocking Russia from buying hundreds of millions of dollars in weapons, electronics, and aviation equipment from the U.S. The is this Trump's in bed with Putin. Yeah, is this the same Trump administration that's soft on Putin? The move having a major effect on Russian markets today. The ruble crashed to its lowest level against the dollar in a couple of years. Sales or values of a number of Russian companies have tumbled on the Moscow Stock Exchange. Crashing Rubles is the name of my new Russian rock band. Oh, we man. we <laughs> all wear the fuzzy hats, yeah. and we do the dance where you squat down and kick your legs out. That's do it a, all the time. That's a thigh workout. During most of the songs, we Berserker! do that. Berserker! <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who 
Putin's <laughs> spokesman saying today the restrictions are absolutely unlawful and do not conform to international law. So it's on more or less back and forth. <laughs> you don't conform to international yeah, law. Please. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty good, uh, yeah, it's a good point. Republican U.S. Representative uh, Christopher uh, Collins in New York vehemently denying charges that he fed inside information he gleaned from sitting on the board of an Australian biotech company to his son. The charges that have been levied against me are meritless, and I will mount a vigorous defense in court to clear my name. You'd better, from what I heard. <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about yesterday. You don't do it for yourself. You do it for your uh, your sister-in-law or your kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. You pass them the info, and they make the money. Yeah, his son and his son's fiance's dad sold their stock nick of time. Oh, avoided three-quarters of a million dollars in <laughs> yes. losses. The nick of time. Wow. The That's problem great. is this happens all the time. Yeah. If, for some reason, uh, NFL defensive lineman J.J. Watt wanted to pummel me to death, I could mount a vigorous defense. Mm. I don't know how effective it would be. <laughs> yeah. But I'll be, I'll be vigorous. <laughs> be a lot of flailing about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, vigorously flailing. Yeah. A lot of screaming, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> somebody! Call somebody! <laughs> Omarosa reportedly has secret tapes of her conversations with President Trump. The former Apprentice star worked in the White House as an aide in the uh, Trump administration for a single year. But multiple sources are telling the Daily Beast that she had recorded discussions with Trump and West Wing staff on her smartphone. All right. Well, why aren't they out? Why why haven't we heard them if she has them? This would is a publicity a, ploy. Would that be a crime? Do you get to record conversations in the White House without anybody knowing? I don't know. I don't know, Mr. Nixon. I think I think Joe's cynicism is paying off. I think he's on the right track. People who've heard some of the tapes says, you know, it's just pretty much everyday conversation. And oh, by the way, she's got a book coming out here yeah, in a couple right. of weeks. Get the hell out of here! Pile of crap. There you go. That's your news. Of course, Trump, you hired Amorosa. So what did <laughs> yeah. you think she was going to do? Right. That does bring up the whole thing about bringing somebody into the uh, West Wing and you know, everybody's taping everybody. Right. You know? Yeah. God, I wonder if that's where we're going to end up in the future. Everybody will record everything all the time in uh, in the White House. Just in case. For my book or whatever. Wow. Wow. They'll have to uh, institute rules. They'll yeah. have to, you know, a, a, adapt to that reality and end it. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So you want to embarrass a young woman who had too many drinks and then got in her car? And uh, said some things to the police that make her look uh, unappealing. I think it's a learning opportunity, a teaching, uh, what teaching are they? moment. Teachable Teacher, moment. Teachable yeah. moment. Okay. <laughs> For all of us. Uh, okay. All affluent, hot women really ought to hear this and, and learn from it. All right. I don't know. Now you made me feel bad about it. What's, what's your deal? Huh? What's your deal? The fun in this room was like at an 11, and you're bringing it down. We're going to play a couple of uh, highlights from our hour-long conversation with one of the experts on terrorism in Afghanistan in the world, Laura Logan. We'll have that coming up in a little bit, too, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 